0: Welcome back to another edition of Claire's Chair Talk, and welcome to any newcomers who are hearing my voice for the first time. I'm your host, Claire Gagliardi, and today we'll be discussing the fifth topic in our series of the drug-taking culture in America. Today, we'll be discussing social stigmas that surround mental health and substance use disorder. Specifically, why many individuals mistakenly believe that, quote, those who use drugs lack moral principles or willpower, and that they could stop their drug use simply by choosing to, unquote. This excerpt, has been taken from the article Understanding Drug Use and Addiction Drug Facts by the NIDA or the National Institute on Drug Abuse. As we've discussed before, drug addiction is a disease and is certainly not a chosen pastime for any individual. Drug addiction is much more complicated than individuals originally believe, as increased drug usage physically changes brain structures resulting in continuous drug use and misuse in individuals. It's important to note that individuals who suffer from drug addiction encounter both self-stigma and public stigma. Dr. Downing explains these ideas very well as she states public stigma refers to, quote, the general public's discriminatory response toward those with mental health conditions, whereas self-stigma was defined as the internalization of that public stigma, unquote. Therefore, public stigma fuels self-stigma. So why do stigmas occur? Well, from my perspective, it's quite simple. Anything that goes against one's cultural norms most likely becomes stigmatized. Cultural norms are a big part of our American society today. Walking on the right side of the road, saying please and thank you, saying bless you after someone sneezes, simply wearing clothes, brushing your teeth, all are examples of cultural norms that we follow every day. In this context, the social norm being analyzed is correctly using prescription and non-prescription medication, and anything or anyone that challenges that norm is viewed poorly, and most commonly public stigmas arise. Oh, they just choose that lifestyle. They could stop if they wanted to, they just don't have the self-discipline to do it are only just a few of the stigmas individuals place on those addicted to drugs. However, as I stated before, it is much more complicated than that. Drugs, especially opioids as stated by the NIDA, quote, affect the brain's reward circuit causing euphoria as well as flooding it with the chemical messenger dopamine. A properly functioning reward system motivates a person to repeat behaviors needed to thrive such as eating and spending time with loved ones. Surges of dopamine in the reward circuit cause the reinforcement of pleasurable but unhealthy behaviors like taking drugs, leading people to repeat the behavior again and again." Drugs therefore become an equal source of survival like food or water to healthy individuals, and that belief becomes reinforced every time an individual misuses drugs. Think about a time when you were starving, starving to the point where you felt sick. I've experienced this event one too many times and I believe you can all agree. Well, drug abusers feel the same way when they don't take their drugs. They feel physically sick, and the only way that they themselves can feel their version of healthy again is to misuse more drugs. They cannot stop because they physically feel that if they don't take their drugs, they might die. My father is a police officer and has encountered individuals trapped within this disease. He recounted a call that he was sent to that involved a female who drug overdosed on heroin. He stated, quote, I received a call for an unconscious female stopped at a traffic light. When myself and other paramedics arrived on scene, she did not respond to officers and paramedics. There were items in the vehicle that made the officers and paramedics believe that the female driver had overdosed on an unknown drug at the time. The female was administered Narcan, which she immediately woke up and started breathing on her own again. The female was transported to the hospital for evaluation, and I, being a police officer, believed she was under the influence of drugs. While being evaluated, the female admitted to being under the influence of heroin, and at that time, she was requested to take a chemical test in reference to Ohio law. After being arrested, that was a wake-up call she needed to get herself in rehab, and last known, she has been speaking at events about her experience that caused her to go to rehab and become clean off of heroin, unquote. The female explained understood the seriousness of her disease. As she explained, her encounter with the police was the wake-up call she needed to become clean. Every individual is different in the recovery process, however... And listen closely because if you take away nothing else i want you to take away this message every individual who is subject to drug abuse wants out they want to become clean i'll state it again every individual who is subject to drug abuse wants out these individuals don't choose to be where they are and do not lack the self-discipline to do so drug abuse is an illness it's a disease of the brain and for individuals to stigmatize and judge individuals who fall into drug abuse in my opinion is rude selfish and uncalled for such stigmas placed on drug abusers may also lead to feelings of hopelessness and are being unwanted by society within those individuals. Think about individuals who suffer from cancer. You don't see an overwhelming stigma placed on these individuals. Why is that? Well, one reason could be because cancer can be seen physically. We understand their condition because we can see it with our own two eyes. Drug addiction can't be seen, however, because it's a disease of the brain. We can't readily see one's brain to understand the detrimental changes drugs place on the brain. We also can't see the mental damage that a person subject to drug abuse has to deal with due to the public stigma surrounding them, as well as their own self-stigmas that occur from the harsh judgments of society. I can in some way relate to those feelings of hopelessness and feeling unwanted by society, as talked about before, as I myself was stigmatized or bullied when I was younger. As you all know, I am quite short. I am 4'11 and probably won't grow anymore. I was stigmatized a lot from my height back in middle and high school. I once was told three things by my formal pediatrician that I would never be able to do or have because of my stature and they include one, I would never be able to drive a car, two, I would never be able to become pregnant, and three, no guy would ever love me because I was so short and guys don't find short girls attractive. That last statement hit me very hard and I remember bawling my eyes out the whole ride home because of it. I felt this overwhelming amount of hopelessness and I began to worry that no one would ever want me, that I would never be able to have a family of my own someday. As a result of those stigmas, I felt both physically and emotionally small. However, slowly but surely, I healed and found my self-worth. Side note, I am very proud as I can indeed drive a car and I have been for four years now. So to sum up our conversation, in order to help individuals subject to drug addiction, there are three things we can all do right now. One, we must try to understand the disease as best we can. Two, give them our unwavering support. And three, become a voice to break down the stigmas that revolve this disease. So now... I would like to hear your perspective on what your thoughts on the topic are and how can you help your community break down the social stigmas that exist around drug addiction. Let me know in the comments below. Until next time, I'm your host, Claire Gagliardi, and thank you for tuning into Claire's Chair Talk.